Hello, everybody. I'm John Locke, and I'd like to welcome you to the LockingYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. Listen up and enjoy the segment. I want to also mention some concerns that I have for traders in general with what we call the zero days to expiration fads. Understand that I've been at this business for a while. Fads in trading come and go, and they come and go regularly. We've had many things that we can think of, right? And even professionals, and even I get caught up in these sometimes, but we get temporary relationships between assets and whatever, whether that be oil or a different asset or an indicator or whatever. We get these temporary relationships that come into play that seem to work out all the time. And then eventually people notice that, right? So I can remember one before COVID when we had this relationship with oil, and whenever oil did something, the S&P did something. So if you saw some news on oil, you traded a direction on the S&P, and that correlation played out really well for a period of time, and then it went away. Then we have interest rates, and we have you know the S&P and the bond thing, which you know the parking portfolio that I got caught up in. That you know Ray Dalio, a very well-known investor, says, hey, this relationship is something that's you know it's, it's played out in the past, and and you know you should have this relationship within your portfolio. If with your long assets and your bonds and, and whatever, well, that relationship fell apart with COVID. But it, for many, many years, it had, it had been true. So these things happen, right? These, these are just kind of fads or temporary things that happen in the marketplace. We had you know, Bitcoin, we have crypto, we had you know, Lily futures, I don't know, back in whatever. They happen at a regular basis. Basically, anything that seems to correlate for a while, and then people eventually pick up on it and... It, it becomes more popular and then you have all of a sudden you have a fad and whenever we have fads we have potentially devastating financial consequences because people get caught up in it they say hey look this is doing really really well look you can't lose and then they try it and then they hey we're making money and then or maybe they don't even try it and they see somebody else making money and then they oversize into it and there's a problem so my my idea or my thought around fads is it's fine to participate in fads so long as the trader keeps things in perspective, right? In other words, if I say, you know what? I realize this has been doing well lately. I see other people doing it. I've you know, maybe back-tested. I've tried it. It's been doing well lately. I think I want to participate in that. That's fine. So long as I participate it at a small size, and I only do it for as long as things are reinforcing that fad. Right. So if you go into Bitcoin, for example, so long as everybody's excited about Bitcoin, everybody's buying Bitcoin, I want to be in Bitcoin. But when things are no longer reinforcing the fad, I want to be out of Bitcoin. If I'm trading it just because of the fad, right? I might be a long-term trader in Bitcoin and, and I might have some other thing going on. But if I'm if I'm participating in that fad of the, of the Bitcoin fad or, or whatever, then I, I want to be in it, but I also want to be in it a small size and I also want to be aware that. I want to pull the plug on it when things start to deteriorate. I want to be able to shift out of it. However, right, so I might want to participate in that, and I think that's fine, but ignorantly participating in a fad is financially dangerous, right? If I see all my friends making money at Bitcoin and everybody's talking about Bitcoin, I go in, I put everybody a dollar I have in Bitcoin, and then the fad ends, you know, so does my financial situation, right? I lose half my money or whatever, maybe all my money, I don't know. So... We want to be aware that we're being involved in something that is happening, yes, but is probably unlikely to sustain itself for any length of time. 
So fad, oh, what happens here with fads when you're ignorant is it's like, look, it's working. I figured it out. This is going to work forever. I'm going to do this at a huge size. I'm going to quit my day job. I'm going to retire. And then I'm just going to do this thing. And I'm going to be all set financially forever. So this is the type of thing we're seeing right now in the zero DTE fad. We have a situation where zero TTE options are, are available. Realistically, they've always been available, right? We could, we could trade on expiration day for years now. We just could only do it once a week, or maybe we could do it once a month. Pretty much zero DTE is, 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 has been around forever, but now we have a lot of options. But we also have a historically unusual applied volatility situation that allows for great risk-reward setups very close to expiration with virtually any short premium style option strategy in the indexes. We can do butterflies, we can do condors, we can do spaced out butterflies, we can do any of these standard trades that we do in M3.4U and M3, a bearish butterfly, calendars, diagonals. We can do any of those close to expiration right now and we get historically unheard of risk reward ratios and probabilities that are in our favor. In other words, they're in a situation where they're very likely to work out, which is fine, right? If it's taken in context. One of the things you need to keep in mind is like I said, I've been doing this for a long time. All of our strategies have always been traded into expiration. I'm no stranger to trading expiration day, whether that be entry in expiration day or trading a existing position into expiration day, I'm no stranger in that. And I can tell you that the very same strategies that you're seeing today at zero expiration, first of all, they've been around like forever. There's really nothing new about any of them. And second of all, if you took those same positions as little as five years ago, like 2017, 2018, people were scared to death to be in them, say 15 to 10 days to expiration. Matter of fact, one of the things I did is I came out with the X4 trading strategies. It started 77 days to expiration and they exited about, I don't know, on average, I think around 14 to 21 days to expiration. Why would you have a strategy? Like someone coming in today would say, why would you have a strategy that starts 77 days to expiration, exits like 20 days to expiration? That's insane. You know, why are you trading the 10 day to expiration timeframe? And if I was uneducated, I might say the same thing. But five years ago, the reason I went to 77 days is because we had 56-day strategies and 30-day strategies, and people were scared to death to trade them. They'd enter a trade three days to expiration, and by the time I got 15 days to expiration, the gamma was so high and the risk-reward was so terrible, and the chances of that trade working out were so bad that you know they were getting hit with those and taking these very large losses. All of a sudden, we get a big price movement, and they have this huge drawdown. And they were like, "I don't want to be in. I don't want to be in the market less than 15 days expiration. That's crazy. Who'd want to be in that risk reward situation?" Now they're taking those. You're seeing those very same trades, those very same setups, entering zero DTE and getting a good risk reward setup, and that's wonderful, right? If I if I see that, I can certainly trade it, and I can trade it using the same guidelines I've always used. In my longer term trade, assuming that strategy went into expiration, you can trade it with the same guidelines. It's, it's, it's fine. And pretty much whatever you're doing right now pretty much works out. The problem is, is the market's going to return to normal. The implied volatility is going to return to normal. This isn't going to be like this forever. So 
if you're going in ignorant and you and you have this trade, particularly if you have a trade and oh gosh, I saw one the other day, a zero TT trade where they're taking very small profits, right? Tie this into what we were just saying about a blow up strategy. They're taking very small profits and they have a relatively extremely high tail risk in something going wrong. Again, yeah, we trade out if we draw down, but here's the, the problem. Even their trade out drawdown is relatively high, but you may not get out. Again, you get a really big move, you can't get out of options sometimes. You get a market shutdown, you can't get out of your position. You get a personal event, you may not be able to get out of your position. So you're putting yourself in a situation where you're, where you're taking very small gains relative to a very large tail loss, which in combination with overconfidence and oversizing and quitting your job is a disaster. And that's what concerns me about traders is they're, is, is they're setting their, themselves up for financial disaster or having to go back to their job at a time or an age when they really don't want to do that and it's kind of start over again, right? This is a, it's very real things. I've seen this happen many times in trading. So we want to just keep that in context. So my point being is, yeah, zero DTE, wonderful. Let's trade it. Let's do our butterflies. Let's do our condors. But do it at a responsible position size. Do it with the context of understanding that it's probably not going to last forever. I mean, who knows? Maybe something may happen and the implied volatility may never normalize in the marketplace. I think that is extremely unlikely, but you know, who the heck knows, right? I could, I could be wrong with that. But the reality is it's very probable to return back to normal and it's probably gonna do so gradually, which is even more dangerous, right? We, we talked about the frog in the boiling water. If you, if you boil the water gradually, right? He's gonna fry. If you jump in the hot water, he jumps out, which isn't completely true, but it's a good metaphor. The traders are in the same situation. They're in the market and they've been winning, so everything's fine. But during the process, they're getting increasingly poor risk-reward ratios. They're getting increasingly poor probabilities, and they're oversized to the point where at some point something happens and they have to take this major drawdown. It's a problem. They can no longer trade or, or, or whatever, and, and then it goes against them. We don't want to get in that situation. So trade the zero DTA expiration Guidelines, pay attention to your risk-reward parameters going in. Be aware of what your tail risk is and that you may take a total loss. The closer you get to expiration when you're trading, the more likely it is you're going to take a huge loss or a what we call a structural risk loss on your position where you lose everything that you have in it. And we want to make sure that whatever those numbers are, they don't damage us financially and they don't damage our ability to trade. And as you see your risk-reward deteriorating at some point, you'll want to shift out of the zero DTE expiration cycle and gradually start to go longer to the point where you'll probably be back into the strategies that make sense to be in, say, 50 days expiration or whatever, like they have in the past. Again, we've seen these cycles over and over again. Condors are wonderful, condors suck. Calendars are wonderful, calendars suck. Butterflies are wonderful, butterflies suck. Far from expiration is good, far from expiration is bad. Close to expiration is good. Close to expiration is bad. I mean, we run through these cycles over and over again. The important part is not to get caught up in the excitement, overconfident, oversized, and then have things turn against you and not be prepared for it. Hopefully that is helpful for you and that you continue to trade responsibly and that you continue to be profitable in your trading. And that is what I have for you today. If you have any questions or comments or anything else you'd like to see in the next Trading Performance Podcast, please list that in the comments and I'll personally answer your questions and comments for you. Also, I'd love to encourage you to come on over to LockingYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com and check out our Trading Performance and Pro Memberships where you can find the tools you need to become a much 
more effective trader, regardless of the type of trading you do. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next Trading Performance Podcast.